Hi, this is Carrie Mullins-Gunst of LeadershipSkillsCenter.com with the podcast for leaders. Today's show is about how to get people to do what needs to be done. Whether I'm speaking about leadership at a conference or working with people one-on-one, one of the common frustrations that leaders and managers tell me about is just getting their people to do the stuff that needs to be done, not just what they want to do. For some managers, this complaint creates a stressful, self-perpetuating cycle. Struggling to get people to do what actually needs to be done starts to take up so much time and energy that I know some managers just give up. They stop delegating work to their people and they start to do things themselves. Soon they haven't got the time to properly supervise their people, so even less of what their employees should be doing gets done and it turns into this huge vicious cycle. If you're in a leadership position, falling into this trap can cost you time, energy and eventually your sanity. And what's worse is that the person that you report to will soon be so unhappy because you're not doing what your staff of what you should be doing. You're too busy doing what your staff should be doing. Life just can become way too stressful. On the other hand, if you delegate effectively and everyone is doing all that their role actually requires, your workplace will not only be more pleasant, it'll be far more productive. The good news is that you can learn how to avoid this trap and create an effective and positive work environment. So today what I want to do is share with you seven things that I think you can focus on when you need to overcome somebody's reluctance to do a task which is part of their role. At the end of the show I'll share with you how you can access some fantastic free resources that will help you mentor, manage and lead. There are lots of reasons why you might be finding someone's reluctant to do a part of their role or some of the tasks that you expect of them. Here are seven things that I suggest you focus on when you're trying to overcome that reluctance. They are clarity, skills, resources, directions, support, stimulation and recognition. The first one I'll talk about is clarity. It's important to concentrate on being quite clear about exactly what actions you expect of people. You may need to refer to their position description or even put your requirements in writing. But most definitely you need to confirm that they understand the actions you expect of them in exactly the same way that you do. Sometimes people just misunderstand what it is that you're expecting of them. If you're really clear about your expectations, that makes it much easier to be on the same wavelength. Your second area of focus should be skills. 
Some people are quite reluctant to attempt a task if they don't think they've got the skill to do it really well. You might need to offer people training to ensure their skills and confidence are up to the level that are really needed to complete what needs to be done. And of course, people are much more likely to practice and acquire new skills in an environment where they feel encouraged and supported than they are if they think they'll get into trouble unless they can do something perfectly first time. The third area to focus on is resources. It seems obvious, but it really is important to make sure that people have the right resources, the resources they truly need to do what needs to be done. And resources include all sorts of different things from um, enough time to do something, from the right tools or equipment, a place to work, and sometimes just the mental space to actually think things through and be confident that what they're doing is what's right. The next area to focus on is directions. You know, some people need very specific directions to be able to complete a task. Sometimes, if we don't need such specific directions, we forget that others like to have things laid out step by step for them. It may not need to be you that actually provides these directions. Another member of your team might be better positioned to offer direction. Or maybe you can create a system or a checklist or a procedure which offers appropriate direction. But if somebody needs directions, it's your job to make sure that they've got them. Your fifth area to focus on is support. Other people require encouragement, guidance or support to undertake some tasks, particularly if it's a new task or one that's foreign or that they haven't formally been trained in. It may well be within their scope and capacity to do it, but they just may require the encouragement or support or the self-confidence to tackle it properly. Providing a mentor or asking them to work within a team environment may be all that they need to complete the task successfully. Your sixth area to focus on is stimulation. Now it's quite true that some tasks are just plain dull and boring. And really you can't blame people for not wanting to do some of them, particularly if there's rather a lot of those sorts of tasks within their job description. However, if someone needs to be stimulated more, you can make an otherwise mundane task more stimulating by adding a level of challenge or responsibility. That could be for some aspect of the same task, or on the other hand, you might add responsibility or stimulation through a secondary activity or some related task. If you think about it, I'm sure you'll come up with all sorts of ways that you can make a mundane task just a little bit more interesting and challenging. Last but not least, one of the main ways that you can encourage people to do all of the tasks in their role is to recognise the work that they do. Recognition is one of the most fundamental motivations that people have. Make sure you recognise the behaviours you want to see repeated. Some people fall into the trap of only recognising 
the people who do the wrong thing and ignoring the people who do do their job well. When we recognise people who don't do what's required by reprimanding them or making a fuss about the fact that they haven't done what they should have done, that can be better than no recognition at all, which is sometimes what we give the people who do do what we want them to do. When you consistently recognise the people who do do what needs to be done, you'll find more does get done. Getting your people to do what needs to be done and not just what they feel like doing can sometimes be a bit of a challenge, but as a manager or leader, it's clearly one of the skills that you have to master. I'll share some more ideas on how to get the important things done in a moment. You're listening to Kerry Mullins Gunst of leadershipskillcenter.com with the podcast for leaders. Visit our website, leadershipskillcenter.com to contact us or subscribe to this podcast. Or you can search for the Four Leaders podcast. That's the number four and the word leaders through iTunes. Today's quote of note comes from Will Rogers, who said, When you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. And now for the quick tips. If you're struggling to get your people to do what they need to do rather than just what they want to do, look at whether any of these ideas could apply to you personally. Are you quite clear on what you expect? Have you developed written up-to-date position descriptions for all your people? Do you need to improve your delegation skills through leadership training or mentoring and coaching programs? Do you allow yourself the mental space, time and the other necessary resources so that you're operating effectively? Do you allow yourself and other people the time to develop the procedures, checklists and systems that will offer direction to others? Have you thought about establishing a mentoring program to support and encourage your people? I'll post a link with this podcast to an article I wrote some time ago called Seven Good Reasons Why You Should Set Up a Mentoring Program Right Now. That'll give you some ideas. Other things to think about are, can you restructure jobs to make them more stimulating by rotating some of those mundane tasks through a number of people? and spreading interesting tasks around, or enriching some jobs with a little more responsibility. You might even need to do some restructuring, but have a think about it. And finally, the real secret, the most important one, I think, is how can you personally better recognise the good work that people do? Well, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to visit our website, leadershipskillcenter.com and ask for your free top leadership tips workbook and copies of Leading Well. You'll find lots of useful resources in the Leadership Skill Centre blog and we encourage you to become a member of our course area. It's free, so you can access even more free resources. While you're at our blog, post a comment to share your thoughts about this podcast. We'd love to hear your secrets to leading and managing your people to great results. 
for now. This is Kerry Mullins-Gunst. Hope to hear from you soon.